drop the dice. What's up, everybody? This is Bence from www.dropthedice.com, and I'm here today to talk to you guys about the Golden Globes. Now, the Globes a couple weeks ago, and I've been wanting to do a podcast about them. Those of you who know me know that I love award shows, uh, and if you don't, surprise, surprise, I love award shows. You know, I love movies and TV. I love consuming media, and so as much as I understand that award shows can be pretty frivolous... Um, you know, sometimes the Academy included, but and there arguably is no more frivolous award show than the Golden Globes, but we can get into that a little bit later. It's still a pleasure to watch. It's still entertaining. There's something to be said about celebrating movies and TV, and especially now, like in this past year, as the lines between movie and TV become so blurred, and it just becomes kind of like... I don't know, like, like just it almost is becoming the same visual medium. I mean, there's still aspects unique to each, but, but yeah, I mean, we, I think we really saw, especially with Small Axe last year, how similar the two can be in a sense. But again, maybe a conversation for another day. Either way, tonight or well, a couple weeks ago was the Golden Globes. I made a, I made a cocktail for this called the Golden Globes. So what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna go to the kitchen. I'm gonna play you the recording of me making that cocktail. And then we'll come back, and I'll talk to you guys a little bit more about the Golden Globes, and uh, and then that'll be it. And then, yeah, and then I'll come back, and we'll probably talk about some of the board games we've been playing, because they have been great. We had a great game of Hallertau. We're having fun working through Betrayal. Had an awesome game of Import-Export Light last night. Um, I mean, even some Cthulhu stuff. Put Flick em Up for the first time in a really long time. Anyways, plenty of cardboard to talk about, and we're still, still almost there. We're working on this big project. Uh, it looks like Rico is almost ready to go, and then we will deliver that to you guys. And I hope you guys really enjoy that one, but we'll get to that when it happens. Okay, so we're going to go make a drink. Um, so if we can get some of that, that sick, sick music, come on in now. kitchen and like I said I'm gonna make a drink for the Golden Globes tonight um I never really made this before it's kind of thinking about the Golden Globes and when I think about the Golden Globes I think about like a lot of flash a lot of a lot of fancy people uh but ultimately maybe a little empty but it's a lot of fun you know the Golden Globes are a lot of fun you know they may not they may not have the kind of uh weight that say like the Oscars have but uh you know the Golden Globes are definitely a, a lot of fun so so I kind of was trying to come up with some stuff uh Playing off of just some techniques that I've been learning in the past couple of weeks, I'm sure the drink that I'm about to make has probably been made already, uh, and so I apologize uh, if I'm plagiarizing someone that and I don't even know it. But first off, we're gonna add uh, one kiwi into a shaker. Like I said, never really made this before. Kind of playing it, playing it by ear. Um, add a kiwi. Figure it's kind of like fancy fruit. You don't hear a whole lot about kiwi drinks. Uh, we're gonna have uh, the juice of half a grapefruit. 
right here. Oh yeah, that, that already is smelling amazing. Okay, and then we're gonna add just, we're gonna add a half an ounce of our simple syrup. There you go. And we're gonna add two ounces of bourbon here. I'm using Woodford Reserve Double Barrel Oaked. There it is. Sorry. Couldn't find my jigger for a second. Alright. So boom. Boom. Cool. All in a shaker together. Oh, actually we're gonna I'm just gonna gently muddle the kiwi just a little bit. I think the ice will We'll do it because kiwi's a pretty soft fruit to begin with. But just to get it going. Just a real soft model on that kiwi. Alright. Add a little bit of ice. this into a highball glass that I've already had sitting with ice. Strain it, obviously. Okay. And we're going to top this just a little bit of soda. Soda, of course, thanks to my Favorite local Hawaiian themed grocery store. Just a little bit of soda. And then for some added flair, we're gonna do a couple dashes of Peshouds on the top. And this should sit on the top and give it a very nice color. And Peshouds should add a little bit of dryness as well. Okay, that's perfect. Well, perfect. Yeah, I don't know about perfect, but it looks really cool. All right, let's go back to the table. We'll give this a try and uh, let you know what you think. Okay, here we are. We are back at the table. Uh, let's try this drink out and see what, how it tastes. Ooh. Okay. That's definitely bourbon forward. Um, but wow, the... Uh, You know, the grapefruit and the kiwi really, they mix together to almost become a whole different flavor. I don't think you get really either the grapefruit or the kiwi any stronger than the other. Um, you know, all that mixed with the simple syrup kind of gets this very tropical kind of flavor to it. And the, yeah, and the bashouds on top definitely add that dryness that I was looking for, kind of uh, balancing out the cocktail a little bit more. Otherwise, it would be just very overwhelmingly sweet. Super cool. So there you go. Uh, the Golden Globe, it's even a little golden color, but, you know, it's, uh, I got some cool stuff going on in there, but ultimately it's just, it's just kind of a fun cocktail, easy to drink, uh, definitely can go through a lot of these tonight, uh, while we're watching the show. 
All right, um, I'll get back to you in a little bit with some more shot, uh, shots, some more thoughts on uh, on the Golden Globes. Okay, thank you. Bye. We're back. I've, uh, you know, it's a couple weeks later. I've seen the Golden Globes, and and I had some time to think about kind of kind of what happened on the show in general. And one of the biggest things is that the show was kind of met with a decent amount of controversy. One, constantly chastised for being very exclusive, which in twenty twenty one seems to be kind of the the wrong side of the exclusive inclusive side of the coin. Right off the bat, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler made fun of them for not having a single uh, black member in the Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, so there's that. Uh, then there was a recent controversy that came out right before the Golden Globes that there has been a history of kind of glad-handing and bribing various different... Um, productions to show up by giving them nominations in order for them to come so one of the biggest examples of this and we don't know if this is what happened but one of the biggest stains on the golden globe is that johnny depp was nominated for the tourist a movie that was lambasted throughout it's got a horrible score widely regarded as one of the worst movies of the year and yet the golden globes wanted johnny depp to show up because at the time he was a huge star arguably still is but at the time definitely like giant coming off of pirates and so they gave him a nomination. Uh, just un- unheard of, and, and everyone was just scratching their heads. There's other stuff like The Martian, which is cool, but it won for Best Comedy. Why? It's not that funny, even though I love Matt Damon. So, there's that. And that kind of shadow looms over the, looms over the whole show, which kind of sucks, because... You know, you get into this idea of the now, you know, do, are, are these awards, do they have any sort of integrity at all? And I think, like I said in, um, in the intro, is that, you know, I watch the show because it's, it's entertaining and you got to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. This is still just a selective body's choice, you know. And the Holland Foreign Press is something crazy, like less than 100 members are choosing these winners. So this is really just the thoughts and feelings of a very small group of people. And if they're not mine, then, you know, whatever. Um, I think some of the most interesting things about this year is this is the first year that the Globes could actually, well, I doubt they will, but they could actually affect the thoughts of some Academy voters because as much as most people think that, that the Globes are kind of a precursor to the Academy Awards, they really don't influence them at all because by the time the Globes air traditionally, the voting for the Academy Awards is already closed meaning that votes are already in and the Academy Awards are kind of already decided at that point. If anything, all it's doing is showing you the type of momentum that some things might have. Meaning, there might be a correlation between the two, but there not isn't any causation between the two. So if something wins Best Picture at the Globes that you didn't think could win, it could show you that somewhere deep in the Academy there is this... There is this movement of people who are who are vying for such and such movie to win big things. 
Um, it can also um, kind of cement certain locks. The Golden Globes was one of the first award shows that Daniel Kaluuya had won because his movie came out kind of outside your normal um, release dates for the Globes or the Academy Awards. Since everything was moved forward this year, or I guess backwards, what the winning, however you want to look at it, everything was later moved to later on in the year. Judas and the Black Messiah was released a little bit later than usual that would have qualified it for a run. This year, it made it okay, and Daniel Kaluuya. Since the Golden Globes seems to be racking up awards, seems to be kind of the front runner for best supporting actor at this point. I'm totally fine with that. I love the kid. I've loved him in Get Out. I think he's great in Black Mirror. I like his 10 minutes of screen time in Black Panther. The guy is awesome and and, and super charming. Um, I mean, he referenced Nipsey Hussle in, in his award speech, which is super cool. Uh, it reminded me of when Sofia Coppola won and she name checked Wong Kar Wai. Uh, which was really cool for me as a film buff. So that was awesome. I love seeing John Boyega win, which I'm sure he's probably not going to win um, in the Academy Awards because that would kind of put him up against Kaluuya, and I'm sure Kaluuya did a little bit of a better job. Um, but I've always loved John Boyega. I remember watching Attack the Block with my old boss, Manny Funkowitz, and telling him, that guy is a star. And yeah i I think we've talked about it on on the podcast but i love the new star wars trilogy and i mean as much as i have my problems with rise of skywalker i really enjoy the the new set um last jedi is i think a masterpiece and i really like boyega but it, it it definitely bummed me out that with each movie they seem to like know less and less of what to really do with him uh but whatever that that's that's another podcast of course you know, Kaluuya winning. Um, I we talked about this on the top ten movies of twenty twenty with with Hawk, but it is super cool and super impressive to see just how many women directors or were represented this year. You know, seeing One Night in Miami out there getting nominations, seeing Emerald Fennell get it for screenwriting and directing. You know, she didn't win either one, but I love that movie. I think Promising Young Woman is so good. Dude, seeing Chloe Zhao take the award for director and No Man Land, that's awesome. I, I'm so excited to see what that means going forward. If it means we get new voices and new points of view in cinema, then absolutely I am down for that. And uh, I think that this year could be a really big turning point for that. And 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 like we had mentioned before, you know, the pandemic kind of allowed that to happen because. So many of these big name pictures, the studio either put on hold or saved for a later time or or, or something, and allow and and these like smaller films directed by these amazing women were able to go through and shine and then show people what they could do. I mean, Chloe Zhao is now directing the Eternals for Marvel, which by all accounts is just as amazing. Kevin Feige and the rest of the producers of Marvel have come out and said that this movie is is beyond anything that they've ever seen. Which, you know, of course they're going to say that for most things. But, with someone like Chloe Zhao at the helm, and if you've seen her work, you can kind of believe that she is a very unique director. I'm excited to see whatever Regina King does going forward. I'm super stoked to see whatever Emma Fennell does going forward. Um, and my long-standing girlfriend, Jillian Anderson... Um, Winning again uh, is amazing, and I can't wait to, after I finish this podcast, go home to her and uh, have a nice nightcap. All right, uh, with that, you know, I think um, 
I think that about does it for this talk on the Golden Globes. Like I said, plenty of uh, board game stuff coming your way soon, hopefully. Uh, if we can't get the, our big project done, I'm sure uh, we'll get something up soon because uh, I, I am just itching to get back into that cardboard. All right. Thanks a lot uh, for listening. All of you guys have been great. This year has been awesome. Um, the amount of support you guys have shown us on the podcast with the amount of people out there listening has, has been really cool. So glad for you guys coming back, and I hope you're enjoying what we're doing, and we'll we'll see you soon. All right. Bus, if you want to play us out, that'd be great. Thanks. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll 